Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent. Ed Curley resides in Southern California, Ozzy V. And with me as always on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world-famous juggler Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing swell. How about yourself, Ozzy? I'm I'm good. I'm good right now. You you had that look on your face that you're like about to say something and No, 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 just just a nice chill day like we just had some time in the woods. So just trying to feel the movie. That's all, my friend. <laughs> I'm not sure something's coming up later. Nope, just messing with you. That's okay. all. Also with us, ladies and gentlemen, Flesh from Producer Todd. How you doing, Todd? What's up, Ozzy? Big thumbs up to you. Oh, God. You make me hey, nauseous hey. when you do that. It's gross. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we have the pleasure of discussing and reviewing The Great Outdoors, released on June 17th, 1988, with rated PG, runtime of 91 minutes. Todd, do you have a trailer available? Yes, sir. Let's roll it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Keep Let's rolling, roll it. Rolling, rolling, rolling. All right. This is Chet. You remember me, Chet Ripley? How you doing? This is his family. You can run around here naked as a bear and not worry about running into anybody. This is Roman. What a gas. This is his family. <laughs> I'm waiting for the heads to rotate around and vomit pea soup. They're about to spend one week together in the great outdoors. We weren't invited. Ah, they'll be tickled to death to see us. Who invited them anyway? But this is no holiday. <laughs> the man is an ass! This is war. <laughs> you wouldn't know a good time if it fell out of the sky, landed on your face, and started to wiggle. Are you going to argue, or are you going to enjoy yourself? <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. John Candy. The Great Outdoors. Outdoor fun for the whole family. That had to hurt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right again that was the trailer for the great outdoors released on june 17th 1988 rated pg with a runtime of 91 minutes written by john hughes directed by howard deutsch starring john candy dan Aykroyd, stephanie farsi and annette benning initial thoughts on this i'd actually never seen the beginning to this movie to be honest when i Every time I'd seen it, everybody was already in the cabin. So the whole setup I'd never seen before. So it was nice to see what the whole story was about. But I think it's also a testament of the film that uh, every time, no matter at what point I, I jumped into the movie, I always sat to watch the rest of it just because I always had a good time with it. Uh, but it was i never actually sat down to watch it all the way through from start to finish oddly enough hmm. i was pleased to yeah. do those this time around greg yeah this was uh 
a new one for me. I I never even seen it, uh, even a part of it. Um, so there's certain films, especially with certain casts, that you just I don't know how I miss. Um, and and so that's you know I'm grateful for this show. It brings some great movies to light. Um, so it was a fun adventure. I mean, like I said, with this kind of cast, it was you know something exciting to go into and didn't disappoint. God. Well, <laughs> I remember the summer of 88 well. This one and Phantasm 2 came out around the same time, both from Universal. Um, saw this one immediately, but I remember being at Universal when they were still, it was right after filming, but they were still in post. And they have the, the cabin, you know, it, it, it was there for a long time. I don't know if it's still there. But it's directly across from the body of water, which you see in the film, which is also the water from Jaws the Revenge that has the big fake background. This time, it's personal. <laughs> yes, the Superman 4 of the Jaws franchise. Well, no, the reason I brought that, because that's, that's a famous tagline. Everybody knows, like, oh, a sequel, this time it's personal. Although, it with first first time it was used, it wasn't for a part two, it was a part four. So I just well, found, always found that amusing. Need the think. other times it wasn't. I mean, Marine Lane had it coming in that third one. That's what made it personal. <laughs> I love the third one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's okay. Great outdoors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I saw it opening day. I remember the summer. And they're like, Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the worst one, too. But, uh, but no, I remember going in the summer opening day and Friday back then. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed both of them. And this the film didn't disappoint. Uh, it's one I do revisit every once in a while, typically in the summer, because it makes the most sense. Which yeah. is why I wanted to bring this up at this point. We're just on the verge of summer. It's being first episode of June. Now, getting into these favorite moments, this had a lot to choose from here. Uh, Todd, you want to go first here? I, You know, I had a hard time on this one, but the one thing I think that made me laugh the most this time was the the bear ass, like legitimately the bear bear ass. <laughs> I don't know why this time I just could. Yeah, it got me really good. So. Greg? So... There's a scene where they go to pay their respects to someone celebrating their birthday. <laughs> and the person is actually dead uh, at the moment. And he, when the family's informed about it, the response is, how could you do that? And the guy who told him he was dead says... I didn't do that. He did. <laughs> oh, fantastic. There is, uh, as I said, it. I was pretty much torn between uh, some lines spouted by uh, Dan Aykroyd, but ultimately it was every time the raccoon dialogue came up. I, I, I think to this point and like, i'm not sure how this would fly so let me just ask you this because i absolutely loved the raccoon dialogue and ladies and gentlemen if you've seen this and are not familiar there is a post credit scenes 
involving the raccoons. Um, how would you feel if there was a re-release of the film where the raccoons were actually given voiceovers? And that was the only thing that was adjusted. I like it with the subtitles. Okay. Yeah, I think it's good the way it is. Because, uh, you know. I think Ozzy just really wants to do voiceovers for him. And he's trying to be like. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't do voiceovers <laughs> for raccoons. I just want to. Because I hear the voices in my head. Sure. We I know, know Ozzy. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> we no, know. I mean, like, when, when I see the subtitle, like, I imagine, like, you know, a couple of voice actors trying to be like, you know talking in the raccoon way is is primarily for that last one the end credits like in my head i heard like the tone and inflection they don't tell me <laughs> like it was absolutely fantastic did so one I, of them sound like bradley cooper no no one sounded like uh although how about that what if what if it was bradley cooper's rocket <laughs> doing the voice although I would be okay if someone did a voiceover, but just made the best like raccoon impersonation. So like not actual <laughs> words, but it's just voicing <laughs> over <laughs> raccoon noises. Uh-huh. Bradley uh-huh. Cooper. <laughs> right. So what's interesting about this is, uh, so our review of the jerk uh, netted a five from all of us. And it was easy to say that at least for me, it was a five just because it kept hitting you with funny moment after funny moment after funny moment after funny moment. And they were all just the amount of, like I said, the amount of quality content you got in that 94 minute runtime seemed like the amount of quality content you got out of a two and a half hour movie. Uh, with this one, I'm giving it a five, but in a different context. Whereas Greg, you, you used the words earlier to describe this as an adventure things happening in the movie that was progressing the story along that kept mm-hmm. you interested from start to finish. Right. John right. Candy is always going to be a guy who's going to hold your interest from start to finish, no matter what, what I found very interesting were the juxtaposition between the role inherited between John Candy and then Dan Aykroyd, because I mean, we're people were used for Johnny seeing John Candy as uh, Dell from planes, trains and automobiles being the obnoxious guy, the annoying guy. So he actually got to be the, relatable one whereas roman dan Aykroyd played kind of the a-hole so it was a really interesting to see that dynamic and it was very interesting to see everything play out the way it did that's actually one of my notes on here is candy playing opposite of planes trains and automobiles right right. well yeah every other movie he's in from that era he's likable that planes trains and automobiles is the odd one out this was his normal type well, there you go. That's a fair point. I guess you could look at Uncle Buck that kind of same way. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Also written at, by John Hughes, wasn't it? Yeah. And look at his Seven Home Alone. I mean, you look at his whole thing. I mean, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is like the one. Okay. Like, well, of- I think I think, I think, think the reason why I think that both came to our minds is maybe because Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is so revered yeah. as such a great movie that, that looking back, are, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then even and like the looking at that- Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, but your body of work doesn't count unless it's been reviewed on Flesh Wound Farce. So, since <laughs> only planes, trains, and automobiles has been on here, uh, uh, that's why we have to Spaceballs. Okay. Oh, well, which he, he definitely, I mean, he was a mog. How is he not likable in Spaceballs? I mean, come on, man. yeah, except he did brush his tail against Lone Star's face a couple times, and he was a little cheeky at times, yeah, yeah. 
So, but, but yeah, I, I give it a five in the context of it was just a fun ride from start to finish that kept my interest going. And I wanted to see what was going to happen next. So that's, that's that five for me. I just yes, want to switch my favorite scene. Because the more I think about it, the more the bear scene is getting. <laughs> the bear? No, the, the I mean, like, what do you mean? Like the bear? I, I thought you already oh, said Okay, you know, no, I did. But very specifically, the the earlier bear scene in the cars when he's trying to get him to come to the cars. <laughs> For whatever reason. Yeah. Getting, let, let him get up real close. I, I was kind of annoyed he didn't open the candy bars. I think people would have got upset if that movie was made today because he's feeding <laughs> them all the crap. But um, I, I'm a four and a half. Okay. I think a lot more people would get upset at the screaming bear. Like that bear must have I'm been. I'm still trying to figure bear. out if they shaved the bear's head. <laughs> an ass. Yeah. The ass looked like a prosthetic, but that head looked like just that shaved that some bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the 80s. Yeah. It was a Greg? time. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm with Todd. Um it's I, I'm sticking with the four and a half. Like it was a fun flick. Um, it had its good moments. Um was I laughing the whole way through? Like out loud no was there a lot of great chuckles throughout the whole thing for sure um but yeah it was a great adventure and i think that that on that that's what merits at the four and a half for sure um but it's just really hard when you're chasing the jerk like that's uh sometimes well that's why i gave it like it in a different context you know like it's right a, a different reasoning to enjoying it in that same level just in a different way and that's right. just what i wanted to communicate before I gave well, it the rating, fair. for sure, fair. Because I, I couldn't have a more good time with this movie. I guess is a, another way to put it. Yeah, it, it felt very John Hughes, very like kind of had that fun, wholesome, good time. Uh, that's probably what attracted me so much, probably. Yeah, that's my guess. So, so as right. as of this recording, uh, unfortunately, this film is not available to stream anywhere at this time is available for rent or purchase. If you're a fan of Dan Aykroyd, if you're a fan of John Candy and you have not checked it out, check it out. By all means, like regardless of our reviews, if you're a fan of them, check it out. Also, don't forget the end credit scene. You can even skim all the way at the end for the end credit scene. Definitely worth it. Uh, so quick question, kind of based on this uh, scenario, have you guys had a nightmare vacation scenario in the woods before no uh i wouldn't say i mean i think what do we got it's it's not really nightmare vacation scenario what happened woods. what happens just what happened being a young teenager with the ymca in the woods okay like, <laughs> what happened it, it was uh first off uh made to feel foolish uh, with snipe hunting, and if anyone knows, have you never been snipe hunting? No. So you have to run out into the woods, yelling "snipe" in a very high-pitched voice, and it raises. Um, and, and as you say it, and you have to keep doing that to attract it out to catch it. Um, that being said, they don't exist. And you just are made to feel foolish at the end of it. <laughs> you know, so you then just look real dumb to all the girls that uh, you were at camp with you. And 
that you know at that age a little nightmarish <laughs> so so you fell for the snipe tracking bit yeah yeah okay like, ladies and gentlemen be advised if you're going to be in a outdoor woods area and you're maybe with somebody who's maybe slightly gullible i mean not to say greg that you're gullible or anything but just a, oh i was at that time don't worry throwing it out there just go ahead and tell them like hey you know if you keep yelling snipe with a high pitch you'll attract the snipe to come out is that how it was presented to you or no they want they the snipe to come out it's just a little later at night for me to be able to demonstrate the full snipe call sure but yeah. but but in terms of the reasoning and the the setup, so to speak, to yeah, yeah. to lure somebody into the trap, did I pretty much nail it on the head? Pretty much. And then they even provided bags, you know. So <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. they give you little clubs too or anything? They didn't. They didn't go that far. I think that they were concerned about what we might do with just them. in case you actually found out. something that you thought was a snipe <laughs> and you come yeah. back with a bag full of something. Everybody's like, uh it was yeah. just a joke. The What's in the bag? Dog. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's a shithead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> and and Todd, you said you don't have any woodsy. Well, outdoorsy. I mean, there was there was one church camp story, but I don't know if I should tell it. <laughs> okay, uh, church camp. Uh, is that that's the part you <laughs> that's the first thing that i heard and the first thing that caught me off guard i got in trouble at Kurt church camp for being okay that so doesn't little... surprise me <laughs> okay i got in trouble at church camp for being downstairs alone with a girl <laughs> please say it was a dungeon it 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 was like the cabin we were staying at for church camp. There was no dungeon. Oh, dang it. It would have been perfect. <laughs> okay. How? Okay, so let me ask you this. Was someone we... screaming hallelujah too loud? <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this. <laughs> Between the time of when you were alone with this person and the time that you were caught, how much time had elapsed? Those Christians move fast. <laughs> hilarious i think the answer the question has been answered (sighs) okay well unfortunately i don't have any fun nightmarish type woodsy stories unfortunately although when i have worked as a camp counselor i the only thing i am kind of creeped out for a second is like i'm walking by myself i got my flash or whatever and i look out into like the dark woods and i think of myself is it really like, you know, what, what if there was just like some creepy dude that was just like killing people, right? And then I see my silhouette. It's like, it would be me. I'd be that creep. I have the silhouette of the creepy dude that would kill everybody. So I'm fine. I should feel nothing but safety as I'm roaming the woods. So I just wanted to share that. I'll be as long as you week. just lurk slowly. That's, I think that's key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can outslow anybody else in the woods if you can be the slowest moving thing in the woods you're the dominant thing in the woods that's right mm. <laughs> okay words to live by ladies and gentlemen so do you guys have anything before we head out for the evening don't take camping tips from ozzy <laughs> i don't know i didn't even give any camping tips i don't know it seems like you're steering them wrong not steering anybody well, being a slow lurker you yeah. know, it's... Well, is Todd the one that said to be a slow lurker? 
So don't take camping advice from Todd is what we should be saying. Be a slow lurker. Who said to be a slow lurker? Greg? Okay. We should not listen to Greg then. Jesus. Yeah. I speaking of church camp. (laughs) 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't last much longer there. (laughs) I didn't last much longer. Much longer. At church camp. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) ah that's fantastic all right seriously anything else before we head out for the evening guess good all right we're good fantastic ladies and gentlemen that is flesh room producer todd and world famous juggler greg larson and i'm ozzy v and we'll see you next week right here on a new episode of flesh wound farce